everybody. Uh, welcome to the Sour Mash Podcast. Uh, these are your buddies from Sour Mash Tours. Dylan. Danielle. And Andy. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. And, uh, you know, if you didn't know, we're from Sour Mash Tours, um, which is Louisville's only walking bourbon tour experience. Uh, you can find us at SourMashTours.com uh, and on social media at Sour Mash Tours. Check it out and come and uh, have a drink with us. Would you say that Sour Mash Tours is the exclusive sponsor of the Sour Mash podcast? I think that would be our only sponsor, yes. Exclusive would be for the now, fancy way of saying exclusive. that. It's very exclusive. It is 100% exclusive. <laughs> if anybody out there listening, one of the, the dozens of people, I would say fairly now listening to Which the Which is podcast, a growing listenership. That is interested in the sponsorship, <laughs> you can email us at info at sourmanagetours.com. The bidding starts at $1 million. A little less than that. We can start it at like one dollar. Okay. If you give me something for free, I will talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's negotiable. I don't care if it's a, a Pepsi. You know, give me one Pepsi and I'll talk about Pepsi. Nah, not Pepsi. Only Coke. Wow, oh, I'm a Pepsi person We're myself. Be- beggars cannot. You're a Pepsi person. You're a I Pepsi, like Pepsi person. You prefer Pepsi to Coke. Yes. I can stand pe- uh, Pepsi. Yes, I like Pepsi over Coke. What? That's a hot take. That's wow, a, I didn't know truth. that about you, Dylan. I thought I knew you. Wow, I, I'm reeling. I gotta take a moment. Guys, so, we've been around each other for a long time. We're still learning new things, and you're learning right along with us. One drink I think we can all agree on is this Weller Antique that we're sipping. Oh, delicious! So the official bourbon of today's podcast is a uh, Weller Antique, the 107 proof, of course, from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. There, we did mash bill, shared with Pappy Van Winkle, uh, which is something that. Up until maybe five years ago, not a lot of people knew about, mm-hmm. so we could easily find Weller, but at this point in time, uh, that secret is safe to say is out. Yeah, um, Weller Antique is one of these sought-after bourbons, and this is a, a store pick from Cork and Bottle in northern Kentucky, which is very close to where my mom lives. Yeah. Off of the Buttermilk Pike exit. Nice. So, you want to give the full address, or <laughs> Well, Andy really likes to give out addresses on the pod. People can so. find Cork and Bottle. Actually, I was up there a couple of weeks ago. No, I think she meant to your oh, mom's house. Mom. <laughs> I was just joking. It's okay, Andy. Cork and Bottle has something kind of cool going on. They've got a lot of vintage whiskeys available for tasting. And I went in there, and they just poured me one for free. They were, I guess they thought, like, you know, the, the old um, stereotypical drug dealer from the after-school special, like, handing out free drugs outside of the school in hopes that you're going to come back and buy more. Did it work? Uh, no, it didn't because I was in a hurry, but it would have worked <laughs> if I had literally any more time to spend in there. But he gave me, I don't remember what it was. It was some lower shelf product, but it was from the 60s and it was actually pretty tasty. So you had enough time to like take a shot, but you didn't have enough time to buy a bottle? Well, he, he wanted me to buy another pour of something vintage in there. Uh... But I had enough time to take like two thoughtful sips and then Danielle was checking out with I think some champagne that we were taking over to a friend's house so I had to chug the rest of it and tell him thanks and walk sure. out the door yeah. nice yeah nice so there you go secrets out cork and bottle free free tastings <laughs> hopefully I don't know if that's something that they offer all the time or not but it'd be cool if they did so so Andy like um, we're sitting here looking at this this is actually the old bottle of the, the Weller Antique which is kind of cool um, they did a really good kind of rebranding of their whole spiel once the, the secret was out about them being basically the same formula as Pappy. So the, the new bottles are, you know, the thing that I love about the Weller Antique is that it is like, 
the richest color I've ever seen out of any bourbon I've ever drank. So the, the new bottles have this nice maroon label and the bourbon is basically the same color uh, as, that, uh, as that bottle or as that label. So I think it's really, really cool. Um, this is something that we try to taste on the on our tours as much as we can. Yeah, if a bar will let us pour Weller Antique, that's a, a treat for the guests, I think, at this point, yeah. and uh, we'll take it. Because it's literally impossible to find. So if, yeah. this, if this shows up on the shelves at a, at a local liquor store and you see it, buy it, because someone is whoever's walking in behind you is going to buy it if you don't. So this past Saturday, um, Danielle was here and watched me probably wake up a couple of times at about 4 a.m. and check my phone because I was monitoring uh, what was going on at Total Wine and Spirits. <laughs> Daniel, do you, do you watch Andy as he sleeps? Just um, to wait for him to wake up? Just full disclosure, totally didn't wake up for any of those. And <laughs> Andy should know better. I sleep like a rock. I've slept through earthquakes. I'm not going to wake up to watch him check his phone. However, I did wake up at 7 o'clock. I looked at Andy I said, what time is it? He said, seven. I said, this is odd because you were going to be leaving here at five. But he didn't. And do you want to explain the reason why? So Total Wine and Spirits, which is out, um, what's the summit? What's it called now? The, the Paddock, Paddock, Shops. Paddock Shops. They're opening a new location on Shelbyville Road. Just announced today. Uh, and that Best Buy where which Staples I'm, was. I'm I very excited no, about nobody's that. Nobody's buying paper anymore, but people are buying bourbon and wine. Yeah, they so, are. Um, so Total Wine had a special bourbon release this Saturday. They had a list of, I think, 287 bottles or something like that, including almost the entire line of Papio and Winkle, almost the entire line of Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. So some real sought-after shit. And the method of releasing it was a little bit different. They did uh, at 6 a.m., they were going to hand out tickets, raffle tickets, to the first 600 people in line. So if you were one of those lucky 600, you had a chance at getting one of those bottles. And not every bottle on the list was really something that you'd be willing to wait in line for, but my, my opinion was it was probably worth it based on what was available to get out there at about 5, 5.15 or so. But I started getting some text messages from some people that I knew that were going to be out there around 4 and basically told me not to bother. And I looked at, at some of the Facebook groups and by four o'clock AM, there were already more than 600 people at Total Wine and Spirits what? for a chance to buy a bottle Absolutely. of some of this stuff. What in the, how many bottles did they have of like So they had pack? So I don't remember the exact list, but they had, I wanna say maybe between the, from the 23 all the way down to the Old Rip 10, um, roughly 40 or 50 bottles of Van Winkle, um, maybe another 25 to 30 bottles of Antique Collection. Uh, outside of that, they had like some, uh, maybe one bottle of like Old Taylor uh, or E.H. Taylor Four Grain. They had some good stuff for sure. But So I talked to one of the guys that was literally the first one in line. So he got there at 11.30 the night before, didn't get a bottle, got what? shut out. How? Because if you're one of the first 600, you're in the raffle. Oh, you just got a raffle. Yeah, so you're not even guaranteed to get Does he have a family? I do not know. I just met this guy the other day at one of the other (laughs) bourbon stops that I went to. So this is just (laughs) me waking up at four to check to see what's going on at Total Wine was the first stop in the saga here. It was, yeah. (laughs) But I just, I can't, I, I love bourbon more than any, I mean, not more than anything else, but like... I really, really do, but I just cannot fathom, like, sitting in line from 11 o'clock the night before. I mean, that's intense. Like, I've been to a couple of lotteries with Andy, and we've 
we've stood out there for a couple of hours, and even that was unbearable for me. I was like, get me out of here. I can't do this again. So to play devil's advocate, and I've never camped outside for bourbon. I've showed up early before. Um, you know, the people that do it, they go out there with their friends, and they make a time yeah. of it. They tailgate, and they, yeah. they all bring bottles, and end up, I think, by dawn, they're they're pretty just, ripped. Just wasted. Yeah. <laughs> just ready to go inside and hopefully buy a you know, $200 bottle. I guess it's like camping, but you're just in a parking lot. Then you Uber, then you Uber home. Yeah, and leave your... <laughs> one time I went to one at uh, Westport Whiskey and Wine, and these guys had rented this like luxury Mercedes van, like something that they used to take the... PGA players to Valhalla or something like that and slept in there. Wow. Yeah, so people take it obviously very, very seriously trying to score these bottles. So not to be outdone, uh, when Liquor Barn saw that Total Wine was doing this, they blasted out to their email list a couple of things. One, the stores in Bowling Green, uh, Elizabethtown, and I think someplace in Indiana we're actually doing a Pappy Van Winkle lottery that day. So no limited tickets, but anybody that got there between 9 and 10 a.m. got a chance to win a very limited, um, the chance to buy a very limited number of Van Winkle products. But in Louisville, they did something kind of similar to what they did around Easter. Around Easter, they hid Easter eggs, literal Easter eggs around the store at various times. And people found them. Some of the eggs, I guess, just had candy in them. But some of them had a little slip that said, congratulations, you get to buy a bottle of old Rip Van Winkle tin. That's awesome. I love that it's not like you've, like you've won a bottle. It's like, congratulations, you get to buy this bottle. Right, absolutely. That's, that's how, it, that's now how that, it is. Now that is something I would participate in. The Easter egg hunt? Yeah, that's awesome. But like, how pissed off are you if you just get candy? Well, personally, for me, that's a win. Yeah. I mean, I'm picturing but, this Easter egg hunt as like Lord of the Flies, like people yeah. throwing just elbows, like, like the worst like, Black Friday viral video that you've ever seen. It's in like that, uh, that scene in Superbad where he breaks the bottle and like cuts the <laughs> <laughs> cuts his throat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what they did, they they just it was very vague on the on the post. They just said that they were might be some special bottles hidden amongst the rest of the inventory or something like that. So I was a trooper. I woke up at about seven, not as much of a trooper, not enough of a trooper for a chance for a bottle of total wine, but I thought that was pretty good. Um, drove to the liquor barn and this was strategic in on Fern Valley road. Um, I was ninth in line. I sat there, talked to some nice people for a couple of hours. Um, the store manager came out and said, you know, very limited quantity, didn't really give much information. She said the hint is bourbon, which we know. Duh. Yeah. Um, so at nine o'clock, the doors open and it's just kind of a free for all. I didn't know what I was looking for. I did, they didn't say what type of bottles were out there. Um, I didn't see a single bottle on the shelf that was like one of the limited releases. I guess I walked down the wrong aisle. I was looking behind things. And suddenly I come around the corner and everybody's carrying Weller 12s or some special Willett family estate releases, uh, some E.H. Taylors, some uh, Elijah Craig barrel proof. So they had some good stuff, but it was a very small number and I got shut out. I, I wasn't good enough Ninth for looking for bottles. You got nothing. Did you got go nothing. to the bourbon section? I did, but everybody was at the so, bourbon section, so I was like, I'm going to be strategic and, and kind of veer off along uh, with a couple of other dudes. You took a chance. I took a chance and I struck out. <laughs> So I walked around for a little bit and realized I wasn't going to find anything. And I looked at my watch and I was like, it's 9.15. I'm 40 minutes away from E-Town. I'm going to drive to the liquor bar in Elizabethtown. 
to try to score a bottle of Papiana's Lottery. Like, this is starting to sound like an addiction. And so, we just want to let you guys know this is an intervention. When <laughs> told, me, oh. <laughs> told me where he had been, I was like, wow. If you don't think that there were people that got to Total Wine late or early, waited for that, participated in that lottery, then went to a liquor barn to try to score a bottle at a liquor barn, and then drove to one of the lotteries, you're crazy. Because <laughs> there were definitely people that did that. So we're just... I believe I totally believe it. It's just I've That's just wild. Yeah. I mean after all of that going to E Town. So so you went to E Town. So I I go to E Town. Um there was maybe I'm terrible at guessing numbers. Uh one of the guys (laughs) I ran into there, Chris Kumo, said he was bad at guessing numbers too. He guessed seventy five and I was like, I was gonna say five (laughs) hundred. So we're all across the board. I think realistically it was probably closer to two hundred or 150 to 200. They had 30 or... Nobody really knows. No one one knows the actual numbers. They they had 30 or so bottles. They give everybody a wristband because I guess they had problems in the past with people coming through the line twice and getting multiple tickets. So you have your wristband and they go through and they pull the numbers and I I totally struck out. Um, Didn't get anything. Drove around town. Woke up early on a Saturday and... um, you know that's my that's my story from Saturday. But you know, but it was an eventful day. It was an eventful morning. I got back here by eleven fifteen, and I felt like I had a full day already. Good night. He had to take a nap. That's yeah. I understand you. Yeah. But luckily, I've got a decent collection built up already, and I can drown my sorrows with this delicious <laughs> with store pick have. of uh, I mean, the Weller Antique. I mean, to be fair, you know, you could have been um, packing boxes out of a basement like I was on Saturday. So. <sighs> That's a toss-up. I don't know which one I'd rather be doing. I mean, you probably, you guys, probably searching for bourbon. There's a few things that I dislike more than If bourbon. you guys gave me the option, I would go with Andy. I would have gone really? with Andy, too. Yeah. I mean, at least I'm going to give you another chance at bourbon. Like, moving is the worst. Moving is just straight the worst. The worst. And, like, the worst. I was moving, so help 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 the in-laws move, which is a, a, it's actually a good thing because they're moving closer yeah. Um, so that you know they're out in Fern Creek right now, which is a trick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it was moving twenty four years worth of stuff out of out of a basement and every nook and cranny everywhere. And you know how quickly stuff just like piles up. So um, yeah, um, pretty much did that, but was all drinking the, all the time. Um, but did get to check out their uh, their bourbon selection, which is a lot better than they than they even know. I think. Really? Yeah. Do they have anything bourbon you, could, and uh, you could pilfer out that they wouldn't notice was gone? I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't, don't have a bottle of something. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do listen to the podcast, so. Um, oh, all right. Well, well, <laughs> sorry that Andy suggested we're, we're not that. going to steal any bourbon from the Browns. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. But they do have they have a Willet Rye. Um, one of those like special special edition Willet Rise. Very nice. Um, they they're big fans of the Russell Russell Reserve Ten Years, so yeah. have some of that um, and some some Weller like okay. what we're drinking now, some Special Reserve. Uh, so you know that we didn't really crack into it. We did oh, open up a bottle of uh, of Dom Perignon. Oh wow! To celebrate. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. So they're more beer people. They are beer people. people, which yeah, which explains why I had to pack about 15 um, kegs out of their basement that they uh, that they have on tap I mean they're, they're beer people but they're like they brew their own oh yeah absolutely it's, it's more than just like oh I like beer state fair award winning home brew yeah wow. so yeah. yeah impressive stuff 
What was cool. the What was the winning beer? I forget. I, I think I know the answer to you this. You won in like a bunch of different categories. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, you pretty Best much in show everything. Yeah, everything you can think of. <laughs> Best in show. Yes. Yeah. Best in show is something that I'm sure they give out for everything, but I can't <laughs> say or think about that without thinking of of what do you think of of the of the movie, which is dogs. Best in show is dogs. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So best, yeah, dogs is the only thing. You but also, you can win best in show for beer. Yes, you can. <laughs> but so, yeah, Danielle, do you want to talk about um, the cool bar that we got to go to last week? I do. So, one of our partners, Copper and Kings Brandy Distillery, uh, sent us an invite to the soft opening of their new bar, Alexander's, which is awesome. So, for those of you who do not know, Copper and Kings is a stop on our Brandy Bourbon and Rye tour. In fact, it's the first stop. And their staff is awesome enough to give tours to the attendees of uh, our tours. So um, their third floor was first a tasting room. Um, and it was a great tasting room. They had a conference room in the back. They had you know an amazing rooftop. I've actually been to a wedding there as well, and I've utilized that space. But they've turned it recently into a bar uh, called Alexander's. And the use of that space is perfect for this bar. So you walk in, they've got some amazing seating. They have a really long bar. Um, I didn't even get to walk to the back where I think they have extra seating, but we sat out on the rooftop, which was delightful. It's amazing. Um, it is awesome. The The way that they've, they've really utilized that space perfectly. Um, and because it is a brandy distillery, um, they distill brandy, absinthe, gin, Am I missing anything? No, that's it. But then they it do, covers it. But they, they do really they, cool uh, finishings. They do. They, do, they do collaborations. They do finishes. They they mix and match, and it's awesome. So you can go to Alexander, um, and you can get uh, some amazing, inventive brandy cocktails, gin cocktails. I don't know if I saw anything with absinthe in it, um, but the two cocktails that we had were awesome. And at this um, soft opening, in keeping with the theme of uh, things that I like, everybody got a charcuterie board. Which was amazing yeah. as well. What you got um, a board like to like to take home? No, no. Like, that was oh, I thought it was like a gift. Oh, yeah, like a, a plate, like a charcuterie plate. It was plate. a legit. It was, it was a legitimate. Like, amount of food. We were so hungry. Um, it was Andy and myself and our friend Sue, and we were so hungry that we like sat in silence and just crushed this food. <laughs> um, really, really good. Um, I loved the cocktail. So Alexander, just a quick plug, and I think that this is correct, but I could be wrong. Is open Thursday through Sunday. Um, from five to close, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm -hmm. I guess they're going to kind of see how busy they get. And it's in the third floor of the Copper and Kings Distillery. So a really great addition over there. I absolutely loved it. I got uh, a Guns and Rosé, which was a brandy cocktail um, with rosé and some, I think it was some raspberries in there, maybe. Am I thinking of the right cocktail? (laughs) Anyway, it was excellent. Um, And then I got a um, gin, gin and tonic. A gin tonic. Gin I don't know tonic. if I got a gin tonic or if I got a gin tonic. You got a gin tonic. I got a I got something else that was really, really good. Between between us we had six of the drinks on That's the really Yeah, great, and so. they were all delicious. But that kinda of went with the same thing we talked about last week when we went to Castle and Key, or I guess two weeks ago by the time this airs. Uh, when we went to Castle and Key and we got the gin and tonic that was served in that big wine glass with different types of uh, garnishments. Yeah, on we there. had never seen it. Never seen it. And then we get to Copper and Kings and they've got the same deal going same on. Same type of setup. Is that like the new way it's, to well, present? Well, it's, I did a little bit of research. Yeah. It's not a necessarily quick new. A quick Google search. Yeah. It's how they do it in Spain, in South huh. France. It's called a gin tonic. It's called a gin tonic. Gin tonic. Not no a gin space, and tonic. No and. No in. 
Yeah. So it's made with <laughs> it's made with a high quality gin, okay. a high quality tonic, mm-hmm. and then they put um, you know juniper berries or um, you know lemon peel, rosemary, um, rosemary. Any, they garnish it with with different herbs, with different fruits, and you know both of the ones, the one that I tried at Copper and Kings and the one that I had at Castle and Key were excellent. And Andy and I have just decided that this is the drink of the summer for us. Um, you know, obviously like a cocktail with a high quality gin in it or a high quality tonic. I mean, I definitely think that those two factors can are the reason why some people might say they don't like gin and tonics. You know, mm-hmm. I have a friend who's, who claimed that she just didn't like gin, but then she had a really, really good gin drink um, at one of the bars and was like, wow, this is, you, this is awesome. You never know until you try something you've never tried. You really, you, know? you really don't. And a lot of people think of gin and they think of, or if you're like me or in college and you're pine drinking trees. like a pine tree. Yeah. You're just drinking a bunch of Seagram's to get Seagram's. hammered. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so a really quality gin and a quality tonic and some of those garnishes, I mean, excellent. So Alexander was amazing and we're really happy for the folks at Copper and Kings. They did an awesome job. Especially, that was the very first day they had opened. Um, that was their soft open, and I know a lot of times you'll go to a restaurant or a bar or to a soft open, and it's kind of a mess, and uh, you know maybe your service is slow, maybe they mess up your drink. None of that. I mean, it was impeccable. It was on it. point. Um, and then they gave me that slip for a free charcuterie plate, and I said, "Well, I'm, I'm in." Sold. That's yeah. That's your dream. That's your dream. It's. I guess so, that yeah. is the dream. The thing in Butchertown is upstairs bars. Upstairs, you can go to Alexander's now. Walk across the street, maybe grab something in Lola. That's Lola. that's, that's, a, the table. The that's what we should street. do is an upstairs bar tour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the upstairs tour. And a lot of them are like speakeasy, mm-hmm. speakeasy adjacent. At least you know, I mean, you know, hit up the speakeasies of Butchertown. But Absolutely. yeah, Butchertown's definitely growing like that, and it's always great to have our uh, our partners and be able to showcase the stuff that they're doing, talk yeah. about the good things that they're you know. Yeah, you know, on, so. the partners that we have are all awesome, but it's not just because they've agreed to work with us. That's number one. <laughs> Thank you so much. But <laughs> secondly, there is not one bar or restaurant that we work with that I don't think is excellent, and that I don't just on top that of I, that I'm not yeah. a patron of myself. Absolutely. Um, so Copper and Kings included, and now that they have this bar, I'll be going even more often. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, the we didn't just reach out to places that just because they would have us. <laughs> we selected places that right. we like. I mean, and we had, like admired for what they were doing, and even like. even omitted some places. That <laughs> well, and you know, and a lot of that is based on. I mean, because we're on the topic, a lot of that is based on um, how many people can they fit for a tasting, or you know, do they have an indoor slash outdoor space for the seasons? Do they have a good bourbon selection? That's number one. You know, that's the focus of our tour. But with Copper and Kings. Um, Hannah from Copper and Kings contacted me and asked, you know, said, hey, Sour Mash Tours, we'd love to collaborate with you guys. And while they are not a bourbon distillery, they do a lot of, um, you know, barrel-aged, barrel-aged brandies. Yeah. And um, they're right there in, in Butchertown, right where our tours are. And they're a great addition to our brandy bourbon. Run they've been, tours, a, they've so. been a huge part of why that area has really exploded huge. and turned into what it is now. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth going and checking it out. So, Alexander... Yeah. It's yeah. Alex with an ampersand. Yeah. Ender. It's a really cool Alexander. Really cool thing. Great branding, yeah. Andy, are you enjoying our mystery pour for the day? I am. I'm contemplating it. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't listened to our former podcast, we do have uh, what we drink while we're talking, and then we also do a mystery pour, which is mine, um, to just say, uh, all right, let's 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 throw something out there and then uh, see if we can have a nice, lively conversation. Yeah. I, do I, don't, I don't know if I know what it is. It's very, mm-hmm. I think it's it's light. In yeah. the glass, I don't think I know that it's like in the glass, but 
it, it almost tastes a little bit young to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know what it is. Let's before we reveal the mystery pour, and unless you have anything else you want to say about it right now, I got I got a nice like um, I got a nice like little. Uh, Banana type of uh, flavor. Is that too. a hint? With mine, it's, it's not not much of a hint. I'm okay. kind of trying to throw you off. Got it. But it does tie into something we've been talking about today. That's that's as much of a hint as I'll give you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody sent me a link to uh, NBC News story. This is a, a video that they put out, and I thought that it was pertinent and something that we should talk about on the cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say the pod. The I pod. Think we you want to go with the cast? cast. Okay. Yeah. So just go opposite. Okay. I think pods played out. Okay. So, for the so basically, the, the title of the video is The Lies, Half-Truths, and Guarded Secrets Fueling Berman's Boom. Salacious. Very, a very ominous <laughs> title for a video here from NBC News. But essentially what they're getting at is the trend of sourcing bourbon. And this is something we do talk about a lot on our tours. And if you're really into bourbon, this is probably old news. But people that are maybe just getting into it... Um, Maybe you look at a, a label, say Bullet Bourbon, which is a very, very good product, and just assume that it's being made at the Bullet Distillery, which maybe it is now, but for a long time it was it was sourced um, from someplace else. But the the root of this story was uh, Chuck Schumer, the senator from New York, was in Louisville back in February, and made a big show of talking about how this New York Bourbon Widow Jane, which I've had before and it's very, very good. Um, beats out Kentucky bourbons in a lot of these tasting competitions and gave a gift to the senator from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, um, kind of bragging that New York was making better bourbon than Kentucky. But what he didn't realize is that the bourbon that was in that bottle, the 10-year expression, was actually, in fact, made in Kentucky. Joke's on you, Chuck. Yeah, joke's (laughs) on Chuck. It was just bottled in New York. So, um, you know... What I always tell people is just because something is sourced doesn't mean it's bad. In fact, a lot of the, the best bourbons out there are sourced from the, the MGP, Midwest Grain Products Distillery in, in Indiana. Lawrenceburg. It's, it's literally like the, it's the worst kept secret in, the, in like the bourbon and whiskey industry. Right. If you know anything about the, the industry, you know that MGP sources a lot of products. Um, and most of them are really, really high quality. Um, and you know, to your point, it doesn't doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're lying to you. Um, there are just different uh, specifications and things that they have to do to to let you know where that product comes from. I think that's one of the things that really struck me when we started Sour Match Tours. It was really kind of the start of me getting more into bourbon, and that was one of the things that just blew my mind was the marketing speak on these bourbon labels. I feel like. It's not super regulated, and there are things on there that... Well, it is regulated, regulated. but they're, they're just so good at finding ways kind of around. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very sneaky about it. Things that I wouldn't even think twice about, but then you really get into the label, and that's part of our tour, too, yeah. depending on the bourbon that, we have, that, we're, that we're tasting. You know, these guys will get into the label, and they'll talk a little bit about what it says and what it means, um, what it really means, you yeah, know. And actually, yeah. there are some things, there are some phrases on a label that don't really mean a whole lot of anything. Yeah. And we encourage people to, like, explore yeah. it and really, yeah. like, examine what they're looking at. So it kind of, like, 
talking about the last podcast where we focused on Bottled and Bond, it's almost like the exact opposite. Yeah. Whereas like Bottled and Bond, it has to be very specific. You have mm-hmm. to say exactly where it was aged, bottled, distilled. That's how you prove that something's bottled and bond. Whereas with things that are sourced, you can use different terms that kind of help you out to get you to where you can say, hey, this is a source product, but at the same time, it's made in this certain tradition or um, bottled in a certain place. Yeah. Well, if you, if you look at that exact bottle of Widow Jane on the back, and they showed this in the video, very small print on the back of the label, it does say distilled in Kentucky, bottled in Red Hook in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, but so small that you would probably never right really unless you're just a really it. discerning consumer reading everything on the label. People don't s- read read cereal boxes anymore, you know. Turns out, Lucky Charms is not made in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody know that? See, you'll never know. Captain, That's the Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. He's not, not even a captain. No, <laughs> not even a captain. Wow. But, Private first class at best. But I encourage everybody to, <laughs> to check out this this story from NBC News, and we can post it on the website. We'll post it. Yeah. We'll post um, it on social media. But they go media. into, High West has always been one of my favorite products, and one of the reasons is because they are so transparent about what they're doing, and they're currently making their own bourbon and, and whiskey in, um, in Park City, Utah, which is apparently a very cool place. I really like to go there. You can ski yeah, in. Yeah, I would like to go ski there too. Ski in, ski out of the distillery, which is awesome. It's which is ski which is something Dylan really? would be doing because the only time that I ever skied, I had somebody tell me that I needed to stop because I was going to hurt myself. Oh wow, <laughs> well, that's how bad I was. I had a similar experience, so I'm not sure if I want to ski again. Although that sounds like a fun experience, I'm not sure that I, I think want to you do can. It again. Get there. You don't have to ski there. It's not like in a remote spot. <laughs> it's the only way that you like, can get there. You're not skiing. skiing. No, you, you yeah. can see people skiing in there with big barrels of whiskey <laughs> on their back. <laughs> the issue is that Andy would definitely want to ski, and mm-hmm. I would just be walking in. Yeah, and that's, I'm not but, a great yeah. skier. But I have heard that Park City is a cool spot. Absolutely. I have too. Mm-hmm. But High West, they'll take uh, you know a couple of blends of MGP rye, maybe one that's four years old, one that's fourteen, and blend them together and put thought into what they're doing and come out with some great products. Um, meanwhile, you've got the, the story of Templeton, which if it's MGP rye, I'm sure it tastes really good. I've actually never owned a bottle of it, but they went out of their way to try to hide where they were from and got a, a and little a bit of trouble, bit of trouble. It, So Class action lawsuit trouble. Yeah. It's, but that doesn't, so like something being sourced doesn't necessarily mean that MGP controls everything about it. So yeah, and you source you know, stuff from places besides MGP. And yeah. They're just the primary example. But they also it. have like the say in what they want the mash bill to be or like where they want things to be stored. Like all of that that right. still plays a part in the bourbon or whiskey making process. Yeah, they're just absolutely. not doing it on site. So they still have a lot of control. Yeah, like Michter's we talked about last week sources their bourbon, but I don't know. I don't think it comes from MGP. But they control the entry proof and things mm-hmm. like that to their specifications. So sometimes I think sourcing gets a very bad name. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about the craft of making whiskey, that's part of the charm for a brand, I think. So, I, but just because something is sourced doesn't make it bad is kind of the bottom line that no. I want to communicate. Not at all. And it, this is like a, it's like an investigative story. It's like they were going to like yeah. knock on people's doors and be like, is it true that you don't make your own brother? Is it true? Like, but the people yeah. aren't going to be like hiding in their, in their houses, like hold up being like, oh my God, the secret's out. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the title are. of the, of this video is very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, very salacious, but I mean, it is true. I mean, there, there's a little bit of, of sneakiness going on there, I guess, but then you have the guy from the craft distillery that's in New York that 
isn't sourcing anything and he's trying to paint these other companies as sources Shady. these big bad money grubbing <laughs> operations where he's just this poor little guy that's in it for the art yeah. and, and you know there's probably some truth to that but well that, that's this, one that's one viewpoint at yeah, the same time these small distilleries not everybody's got pockets I'd like to see this more of these videos from the viewpoint of some of these other um, like people who are maybe sourcing or maybe from the viewpoint of like a, you know a distillery that's been distilling for a long time you know mm-hmm. I mean it's just different on all are sides are you claiming that NBC News put out a, a biased report are you no this is fake news a fake report <laughs> this <laughs> is let's, definitely let's not, not get this is not a fake report this is just one this is just one part of it one think, side of it I think we agreed this wasn't going to be a, a political podcast I'm just talking about the news, man. But do you, uh, let's not I mean, go down I, that rabbit hole. There's I'm not, one not way saying to that say it's I'm biased. I'm just saying that I would, like, <laughs> I would like to hear some... There are different perspectives on yeah. it. I mean, Absolutely. obviously from everyone. I mean, we have different opinions and on they've it. Got the guy from, <laughs> they've got the guy from MGP on there, and they kind of frame him as like this uh, big fat cat, yeah. I think. <laughs> big fat cat, dude. He's just like, no, nah, I'm just making... Just, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm making, making whiskey. Yeah, but it's a cool article. So we'll definitely put that on the website for everybody to check out, so... Yeah. So any, any so we've had plenty of time to sit here and think about this while we we're talking. So like any guesses on what that could be? You actually connected it in more ways as we were talking. <laughs> so just go with your gut. Yeah, just go with your gut. So you got nothing. I got Don't nothing. overthink so it. So what what you have there in front of you is is blade and bow. Oh yes, blade and bow out of uh, out of the Stitzel Weller. Somebody left that bottle here, and I don't think that I've dipped into it. Mm-hmm. I think I made an old fashioned with it once. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from the Stitzel Weller Distillery, which now is actually run by Bullet Diageo. Um, so Diageo, but that's where they do all of the uh, the Bullet tours and tastings until they get their own um, facility up and running. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's definitely an interesting one because if you look at that label, they try their best to make you think that. <laughs> That's that's a leather bourbon, yeah. in, in the the bottle. And so that they're like the the way that they they position it is that those they found some barrels that were left over from when the uh, the distillery shut down, uh, and what they do is they kind of mingle them from where they found it to uh, to make a, a high quality product. As the story goes, as the story goes, as the story goes, um, and so yeah, I mean that's brought obviously Weller is what we were what we started out uh, trying so. Since okay, a Weller Distillery nice. is where time. they uh, they Plus originally the source bourbon. That was yeah. a very thoughtful choice for the mystery product today. You know, sometimes you just got to tie it all together. Absolutely, it's just telling a story. That's what we do here at Sour Mash Tours. We tell stories. Yeah, we're the we're the NPR of the bourbon tour business. Oh, I like that. Oh, so we should probably the next pod we should or next cast. Sorry, yeah, we should please. probably just whisper into the mic <laughs> the whole please. time. When, when I think of when I think of NPR, I can't. Automatically, I go back to the the sweaty balls sketch on Saturday Night Live. Oh, hundred percent. And that's kind of that's kind of yeah, and that, and that's kind of like the inspiration for um, whenever we were doing the uh, Sour Mash sixteen. We're yeah. sponsored by Sour Mash Tours. Yeah, you know that that's where that's coming from. Very but, breathy. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like right into the mic, yeah. the sweaty balls. <laughs> um, you know that that's where that comes through. And if Peach we ever sweaty. If we <laughs> if we ever really do get sponsors, I promise you that's the way that we will announce them. Because right now we're sponsored by Sour Mash Tours. Ooh, see that? You're gonna get the breathiest, the breathiest commercials and sponsorship read that you would ever possibly. I think that's get. what the listeners are are looking for. That's what the people want. I mean, personally, that's what I would want. 
Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? Have they heard enough? I think they may have heard enough okay. of these these wonderful ramblings. I've been watching the clock. I think this is our longest podcast yet. It might be. So right. um, yeah. So stay tuned uh, to Sour Mash Tours again. Check us out sourmashtours.com uh, and on social media uh, at Sour Mash Tours. We're uh, looking forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Oh,